Welcome, B-Movie fans, to another B-Movie interview. I'm Paul. And I'm Corey. And joining us today is writer, makeup artist, and Oscar-winning FX artist Barney Berman. And he's here to talk about his recent film, Wild Boar. Barney, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks, guys. Good to have you. Nice to be had. I'm right now to the guy that pulled up next to me in a weird skull mask <laughs> on a Harley. Very strange. But this would happen right now. I don't know why. It feels appropriate, though. About your racing. Can you tell us what first inspired you to get into filmmaking? Well, that's a layered question because there's so many layers to filmmaking. I grew up in a family of makeup effects artists, so I've been doing that since I was very young. And I would be on set and I would watch, you know, the directors, the director, and I would think of how I would do it if I were in their shoes. And, um, Eventually, I, I just decided, you know, why don't I just shut up and do it? And um, so, you know, the makeup, the family was inspired for the makeup and the makeup effects. Uh, I, I pursued acting for years, and so I used to write scripts with the idea of what I would want to be in. So I started writing that way and eventually decided to direct just because I couldn't sit around not doing it. What's your favorite aspect of filmmaking? I love uh, kind of the process, the whole journey of it. I love when I am on a writing role, when you're sitting there staring at a blank page trying to think of what it is you want to put down. It's tough, but once you get into the rhythm of it, it's fantastic. I love directing. I love gathering people together and, and putting together a group of actors and a crew and sort of making something happen. When it's right, which, you know, you work until it feels good and your brain just creating and, and moving and putting pieces together that nobody's seeing but you. And then in the editing process, it's like starting all over with that kind of thing again, but it's like you and maybe one other person. I've been working on a short recently and my... Um, composer, Bobby Brader, who also did my film, uh, Wild War. He and I are just having a ball bouncing the, the music ideas back and forth and finding out what are the, the moments that have to have a, a hit or something that needs to, like, raise the hair in the back of your neck and, and how to do that. And it's just really wonderful collaborative creativity. It's like the whole art of filmmaking as a whole. Yeah, totally. I've learned so much from making Wild War about things I did not know. Um, about the layers of sound to go in, the valuable places that CGI can help out without necessarily calling attention to itself. Just so many different uh, levels to it all, and I kind of just want to know more. In wanting to know more, we do want to know a little bit more about you. Could you tell us a little bit about your history in, uh, in film, maybe some highs or lows? Um, your career has spanned a couple decades, so it, it's... Uh... I'm sure there's some interesting stories there. I might have one or two. <laughs> I don't know. 
you know, having grown up, like I said, in a makeup family, my father worked with John Chambers on Planet of the Apes. Uh, he did films like Cat People and Invasion of the Body Snatchers and Scrooge. He got nominated for Scrooge for Academy Award. So I was always around it, and then I started getting into the makeup effects myself, working for Roger Corman early on in my career. I was doing a film called Brain Dead with Bill Paxton, Bill Pullman. Then uh, worked around a lot for other makeup artists, obviously the greats, Rick Baker and B. Neal, and many, many other really top-of-the-line makeup artists, learning from them. And eventually opened up my own studio in 2004. And after about a year of struggling, finally got jobs like Tenacious D and The Pick of Destiny and uh, Mission Impossible 3. And then came Tropic Thunder. We did the Tom Cruise makeup in Tropic Thunder. And then I worked with J.J. Abrams before, and he asked me to come on and do Star Trek with him. That got me an Academy Award. So that, that didn't suck. Now, I, I do have to ask, because you said your father worked on the uh, the original Planet of the Apes, you, I think you said? So, yeah, that's correct. For, uh, John, for John Chambers. Was it was it surreal, or what kind of feeling did you get? Because I saw that you worked on the, the Marky Mark uh, remake of Planet of the Apes, Apes the I reboot. Like, I, try, I, I, like, I like to think of it as the Tim Burton remake. <laughs> uh, I, I, but yes, I did. But interestingly, I, I was one and a half when I, when my father was working on the original Planet of the Apes, and then my son was one and a half when I was working on the Tim Burton remake Planet of the Apes. I was working for Rick Baker on that. I learned a lot, uh, uh, just like character and detail, and uh, being sort of fastidiously um, attentive to making sure it was always looking perfect and. That was fun. Definitely cool. So why don't you tell us a little bit about Wild Boar? What's the general plot and idea behind the film? It's uh, about a group of geocachers. It's sort of a modern-day, trendy treasure hunting thing that people do. And they go out in the desert trying to seek what's called a legendary, probably mythological geocache that was a little treasure left by a billionaire named Roger Foster, before he disappeared in the desert. They go out to look and try to find it, and instead they come across a uh, couple of uh, bloodthirsty wild boar men. It's kind of like an upside-down world where the pigs live off us. And I hate it when that happens, when you're geocaching and boar people come out. It's really a bad day. I mean, the last time I geocached, I just had to deal with, like, trees and, like, thorns and shit, so... Yeah, wild boar men may have may have uh, I got a really a bad day. I got a really bad splinter. So yeah. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, the actors uh, that's you know, their whole vibe is to sort of get out of the uh, out of the this bad area. They might say a repo man. Get their car out of this bad area. <laughs> so, what would you say is the most unique aspect of wild boar? I think it's the location, really. I mean, I think it's a unique film, and I think it's fun, and I, I hope it picks up, uh, you know, an audience, because I really enjoy watching it. It's horror, and it's got some comedy, and uh, I, I just, it's got a, a mix of different styles, um, but the locations were kind of amazing. We went out and shot at the Salton City 
and um, there's these, you know, canyons with 100-foot-tall cliffs. Um, there's uh, mud pots that we are like literally would cook you if you fell into them. Just uh, some amazing visuals that we got from from nature, what nature had to offer. And also, the, a storm had gone through the weekend before we went out to shoot, so it washed away like all traces of people that it could. So we didn't have like a bunch of footsteps going through, you know, in places we didn't want them, things like that. Tire tracks. Uh, I just mean the like nature was on our side. It was meant to be. The night we got out there, it was a, there was a large cloud in the sky that looked like a pig. It was bizarre and fun. It was a sign from above that you're meant to make that movie. Exactly. Because there's too many different elements that fell into place supporting the making of this film. Uh, and even though I've tried to, to get it done faster, I couldn't rush it any more than I could stop doing it. It just had to take its time. Last year, the pig so it's finally done and, uh, and uh, ready to come out. I'm submitting at the festivals and uh, looking for just... What inspired the idea for Wild Boar? Uh, there was a friend of mine. He and I were going to... Uh, him, Andy Jones. He and I were going to make a, film, a couple of films prior to this. And he came up with this idea. He said, what about a film like Planet of the Apes but with pig people? And that just started my mind spinning. And um, I wrote an initial script. Andy was going to direct it at first. And uh, the initial script was, like, just undoable. Um, and uh, and so we, we kind of tabled it. He went off to make another film. And I kept, kept coming back to writing on it. And I said, look, if I'm going to finish writing this, I'm going to direct it. Do you agree? I should. And uh, and it's just uh, one of those like, seeds that just kind of sort of festered in my brain for a while. I couldn't get away from it. So if you could work with anybody in the film industry from the history of film, alive, who's alive or dead, who would it be and why? That's hard because I mean, I've worked with some really fantastic people and mostly had really great experiences, but you never know what kind of experience you would have. I guess I'd like to go back and uh, work in sort of the 70s, golden age, kind of gritty filmmaking. 60s and 70s, one of my favorite directors, uh, Arthur Penn. Arthur Penn, I think he did uh, Bonnie and Clyde in Missouri Break. And I, I just love his style of filmmaking. I think I'd love to go back and, and he did a uh, Missouri break that like uh, Marlon Brando and Jack Nicholson. I would love to have been a part of that. What qualities do you think make a great film? And could you give us some examples of films that you would consider great? Well, you know, I mentioned this sort of gritty golden age of Hollywood. And uh, if you look at like 1973, 74, that era, 75 of filmmaking, you look at the best picture contenders, and they're all just all best pictures. It's, you throw a dart and hit any one of them, and they all, they all deserve that title. But, you know, I, I was really impressed with... I'm, I'm not a gigantic superhero superhero movie. I'm not a gigantic superhero movie fan, but I do tend to watch them at some point or other. So I've been 
I've seen enough of the Marvel movies to decide to go watch Endgame. And I was really impressed with Endgame. It was a really fun, good movie. It's more of an, a, a character and an emotional piece, a relationship piece. It had, you know, all the, the plenty of action in it, but I think the Russo brothers did a fantastic job in making you care about the people beyond what most superhero films do. And I think that's really the key element. You have to like your characters and sort of fall in love with them and want them to succeed. So on the opposite end of the spectrum, are there films that you enjoy as guilty pleasures, movies that you know aren't good in any way, but you still like watching them? Oh, sure. Huh. No, I always think they're good in a way. I mean, I don't know if there's a lot of bad movies I think are bad and I enjoy. But, like, I really love Rocky Horror Picture Show. I saw that as a kid on um, on cable TV. Like, the one long time it played on cable TV in the 70s, I think. I saw it. had no idea what it was. I was maybe 12 years old. I was floored. I was just totally shocked by it. But I loved it. And then I went to see it in a theater with, um, you know, the, all the people hooting and hollering and throwing stuff on the screen. And uh, I kind of wanted them all to shut up so we could watch the movie. Yeah, I had I had my own experience, like that same exact experience. I mean, I saw Rocky Horror uh, the first time when I was eight. My mom had a VHS copy, and I just popped it in, and I was like, yay, look at the funny costumes and, and music and <laughs> stuff. And then, you know, later on, you know, I've, I saw the movie probably two two dozen times before I saw it at one of the midnight showings. And I was just like, will you people shut up and let me enjoy the movie? Like, I don't understand why people go to these midnight showings and... and to not watch the movie. To not watch the movie. Yeah, I'd rather sit down and just watch it and let it for me. For some reason, I really enjoy the Pitch Perfect movie. But again, I think it's just the characters, and you like them, and you want them to do well. That's the heart of uh, good movie making. Gotta have a good character, that's for sure. So what advice would you give to somebody who wants to make their own independent film? I had to go make your own independent film. Start doing it. You know, there was a film called Tangerine that was all shot on an iPhone. I believe Steven Soderbergh has now filmed two movies on iPhone. There's a way to go start making stories. Uh, If they're one minute or two minutes or 20 minutes long or 90 minutes long, go start putting that into action and not worry about where it's going to go, but start making material, start producing things, start writing and directing and acting in it, you know, make a movie about your cat. So on that note, we have a a very important question we like to hear from everyone that we interview, Um, something that Paul and I have discussed at length for many years for who knows what reason at this point anymore. It's been an epic debate. And uh, it is, what is your opinion on hairless cats? (laughs) I think they're awesome. (laughs) (laughs) I love I love animals in general, and the weirder the better. So, yeah, that uh, that chalks one up from my side, Paul. I, yeah, I get, I get the minority that thinks they're like cute or awesome, and you know, I just feel bad for them. It's like, wh- why did we create them like that? Like, it's they look so cold and miserable. Like, I it just reminds me of all the the terrible things that can happen when science goes wrong. No, I just, I just feel like more, and you'll, it'll just add to the the list of how science has done terrible things and make things gone wrong. They're, they're the cute and cuddly version of gremlins. You know, that's, that's just my, my take on it. 
When is uh, Wild Boar scheduled for release? I'm talking to uh, distributors now about it, but I'm also submitting it to festivals. Um, so I just have a hard date. I'm waiting uh, for festivals to um, accept or decline. Um, I'm really hoping to get into a couple that I, I won't mention yet um, that would have it premiere July, as early as July. Um, my guess is it'll be out at least in festivals some October. Fantastic. And uh, where can we follow you to learn more about Wild Boar and any of your other upcoming projects for the future? Oh, well, if you'd like to, uh, please do. Um, I'm on Instagram, Barney Barman. I um, have a couple of Facebook pages. There's a Wild Boar Facebook page. There's a B2FX, which is my MegaFX company page. And there's my own uh, Facebook page. Um, also, there's a little bit of a, a website called impatientmonsters.com where we uh, will post uh, updates about Wild Boar on all those. Awesome. So, there you have it, B-Movie fans, Wild Boar, an upcoming film by Barney Berman. Barney, thanks for joining us today. It's been a lot of fun having you on the show. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. If you have an independent film you're working on and would like to discuss it, you can email us at bmoviebros at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at bmoviebros or my personal Twitter at bmoviepaul. Don't forget to listen to our podcast. We review a different B-Movie each week. New episodes every Friday on our website, bmoviebros.com. If you have a movie you'd like us to review or any additional comments, feel free to leave a message below. This has been another B-Movie interview. We are the B-Movie Bros saying... Be brave, be alive, and be back next time.
2004. And after about a year of struggling, finally got jobs like uh, uh, Tenacious D and Epic of Destiny and uh, Mission Impossible 3. Um, and then, you know, having grown up, like I said, in a makeup family. In uh, wanting to know more, we do want to know a little bit more about you. Could you tell us a little bit about your history in, uh, in film, maybe some highs or lows? Um, your career has spanned a couple decades, so it, it's uh, I'm sure there's some interesting stories there. Uh, I might have one or two. <laughs> I don't know. Um, you know. Having grown up, like I said, in a makeup family, uh, my father worked with um, uh, John Chambers on Planet of the Apes. Uh, he did films like Cat People and Invasion of the Body Snatchers and Scrooge. He got nominated for Scrooge for Academy Award. Um, and uh, so I was always around it, and then I started getting into the makeup effects myself, working for Roger Corman early on in my career, um, doing a film called Brain Dead with Bill Paxton, Bill Pullman. Um, and um, then uh, worked around a lot for other makeup artists, obviously the greats, Rick Baker and B. Neal and um, many, many other really top-of-the-line makeup artists, learning from them. And eventually opened up my own studio um, in 2004. And after about a year of struggling, finally got jobs like uh, uh, Tenacious D and Epic of Destiny and uh, Mission Impossible 3. Um, and then came... Uh,